Hello and welcome back to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Scott. And on this episode, we're continuing with our look back at uh, Doctor Who anniversary specials of years gone by in the build-up to the 60th anniversary this November. And on this episode, we've reached the 25th anniversary of Doctor Who, haven't we, Scott? Whoa. Whoa. So what one are we doing this time? So we nemesis. I am beautiful, am I not? Yes, you're very beautiful. It is only my present form. I have had others which would horrify you. I shall have both again. You are surprised, I speak. I know you're living metal. I am whatever I am made to be. This time Lady Painfort called me Nemesis. So I am Retribution. Now, um, before we go any further, um, it is the hottest day of the year so far, as I like, as I like to keep saying on, on the on the weather forecast. I've got a cold. And Scott's got a cold. So, but we've got the fan on, we've got <laughs> the windows open. So, if there's any background noise um, on this episode, we do apologise. But it's just too hot to sit with the windows closed yeah. and without a I'll fan be on. Hearing so, hearing me occasionally trying to sniff. Yes, I know. Scott has got. I a... will apologise if that makes you feel sick. <laughs> if it makes you feel sick. Sorry. We... We're very sorry. I he can't, can't help it. He can't, can't help, help it. it. He's got a sum, well, summer cold in September. Lovely. Yeah, lovely. lovely. Absolutely lovely. lovely. Well, I think that just goes to show the dedication we have here on the Who's He podcast. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so then, Silver Nemesis. Uh, this one was broadcast on the 25th of November 1988 through to the 7th of September. I think in New Zealand, all three parts were broadcast on the 25th. So they had it in one, ah. one, big, uh, one big, um, big lump, didn't they? Yes, indeed. So, um, Scott, now this, this is a bit of a weird one because it's not really a special as such is it it's like an ordinary story um sort of broadcast on the 25th yeah it feels like it was just had the name changed and that was about it yeah I feel like they they forgot that there was an anniversary they changed the name of the story and that's it yeah exactly um i think also because the anniversary is actually the 23rd not the 25th as well yeah. which is also also but this was i think they actually class as a bit of an anniversary season because you had remembrance of the daleks as well yeah um so it was a bit of a special season um it was a good season too yeah, you you like McCoy, don't you? Yeah, this is your this favorite is... season ever. All right, okay. Oh, that's good. I used to okay. watch the greatest show in the galaxy. Okay. Anyways, to go back on topic before I yes. Use it. Yes. Okay. So we watched this um, a week ago in one sitting whilst we were at Hooverville, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we watched it um, on the Saturday night, and um, so what do you think, Scott? Do you think this is a, a, a like an anniversary story or just an ordinary story with anniversary tagged onto it? ordinary it's ordinary yeah yeah for sure it just feels like they've changed the name for example it would be called like bow of the cybermen and then they've just changed it to silver nemesis because it's silk because it's a silver anniversary exactly exactly now by all accounts the cybermen were added to the story at the last minute by john nathan turner to try and tie it into the the silver silver and yeah exactly exactly so it really work no it didn't i mean but do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy watching it? Before we talk, talk yes, about it... Yes, Cybermen are quite funny in the story because they got really, really bad by the end. Yeah, they bad. weren't... Yeah, it's... Um, there's an awful lot going on in this story. You've got... I mean, it starts off with a load of neo-Nazis after this silver bow and arrow and, the, and this meteorite that hits the hits the ground in this silver statue of Lady Painfault, which we'll come to... Painfault. Painfault. Painfault, which we'll come to later. Um... And then you've got Lady Painful herself 
who's in the past and is coming to the future to get it's all very very well no, nothing's really explained is it to be honest no. like who she is what how she knows the doctor um and i just think it's i mean they they could have used like cuz attack of the cybermen it was a good cyberman story right because mm. it was probably one of the best 80s ones apart from earthshock silver nemesis it it just wasn't great and they didn't they just put Lady Pentacle in and she doesn't even have a background she hasn't had a story before never knows who she is there's not been a big finish made on her so who knows who she is oh no it is a, I think you yeah I mean okay that sometimes it doesn't matter if you don't know something about character because usually you learn about the character um, as you go through the story, but, the, but, but this character has backstory to with the doctor. Well, there is, but you don't fully find out what that backstory is. No, do you? That's why a big finish story needs to be implanted. Exactly. Right? Now, maybe we missed something, mate, um, when we were sitting down to watch it because we had, we watched it on. It was the Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah. I know. Was it the Friday night we watched it? Uh, was it the night we got down there? We watched it. No, it was the night before we left. Before we left to go back home. No, it was the fr- oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, folks. It was when we had picky tea. No, we were watching um, iPlayer, Doctor on the iPlayer. We were watching Chris Eccleston and Peter Capaldi. Oh, yeah. That's it. So, uh, sorry, folks. We just sorted that one out. Little little family uh, dispute there. <laughs> so it's sorted out in a most gentlemanly fashion. Thank you. Bug off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe I've, I've forgotten things, but it does seem to me that. It could have done with an extra part. This story. There seemed to be a lot of scenes. There seemed to be three parts in most of Sylvester McCoy's series, but it seasons I've meant. But they could easily be stretched out to four parts to add more about the characters and stuff. Like Glitz. Um, Not Glitz. I know, but Glitz and Dragonfire. He, yeah. Nobody really knows who he is, so Dragonfire could have needed an extra part to kind of explain well, no, no, what no, happened. Well, no, you see Glitz in the previous story. That's probably why you have you haven't watched. I know, that, have but you? he needs more. Storyline. Okay. Thing going. Well, on. I think with him, all you need to know he's a rogue, and that's it. Yeah. He's just a rogue and a con man. That's it, really. With Lady Painful, uh, obviously she's encountered the Doctor before. We're not entirely sure when or how. What Doctor? What... Wait, it was the first time I it to her because she said "little man." She did. Yes, she did. So yeah, I just find that a little bit, a little bit weird, actually. Odd. Um, and I think there were just some scenes just went nowhere. It's like the scene where they. They uh, break into Windsor Castle, um, which wasn't Windsor Castle, it was Arundel Castle. Yeah. They couldn't get permission to film at, at Windsor. Um, and they see the Queen, don't they? Or that, that a, look, a Queen lookalike. Oh, she did look alike the Queen quite a bit, though. She did. I don't know if it was that Jeanette Charles or not. Um, but, um, but apparently they wanted, they asked Prince Edward to take part in it. He didn't and, want to. and he politely declined, or his office politely declined, of all accounts. So. I can't blame him. Doctor was going downhill by then anyway. Oh dear. This is your season, mate. This is going downhill. This is your favourite season. A lot of seasons, but it came to the end. A lot of things started going down in budgets and everything in well, general because it was about to stop. I'll come up. Well, I think we'll come on to that because. Um, yeah, I, I, anyway, before we get on to that, I just think I, there's the scene where the um, security services stop the Doctor and Ace in the castle. And the question, and then all of a sudden it just ends up the doctor running out the building. So you don't see how he escaped or anything. It was just weird. That could have been a cliffhanger. 
Cliffhanger. Well, I don't know. I just said there's a lot of scenes just seem to be either edited out or just not filmed. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. It just seemed I really feel disjointed like there was to me. There was a whole f- another part there that just wasn't end up being used. I think they had a whole other part by the looks of it, but but maybe someone thought that it need, it wasn't needed or something because it did need another part. It really, it did. Really did. It did, but I don't think it. Um, I don't think there was. I think it was just. <laughs> I think it was just cut. It done as a three part. I think. Um, but oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a yeah. bit, a bit of a. I just, I, I've got to be absolutely honest with you, Scott. I'm not a fan of this story whatsoever. I, I think it's awful. To Remember be honest, of the Daleks is my favourite story from the season, and it's my favourite story in the whole of Doctor Who. So um, I can't really say yeah, this is I, better. No, I, I just think that the. I I think, mean, Sorry, okay. even the Happiness Patrol is better than this. <laughs> I like the Happiness Patrol, actually. Um, I'm yeah, with you on that. Yeah, it's a good story. Um, I mean, Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred are great in this. I, th- I do think they are. And this is more to do with the, um, I think, was it Andrew Cartmill's plans to make the Doctor a bit more mysterious? And like, he was yeah, meant to be I like more, that idea. Yeah, more involved in Time Lord society and history. And, and, but it was never, it's only ever alluded to, yeah. never actually stated, was it? Uh, so yeah, so I, I quite like you know that aspect to it, but I just think the story's awful. There's, there's just too much going on. The, the neo-Nazi thing. It could have been cut well, out. It could have just been Lady Penfort versus the Cybermen versus the Doctor. Could have been really. Um, I just I just think it was. T- and I mean, plus the fact you had you had the thing where the um, they bought in the Nazis bought in the Lady Penfort statue into that crypt, and the next thing you know. The statues inside a sarcophagus, which apparently has always been in. I really didn't get that at all. There seems to be lots of leaps of whole, leaps whole of logic. Was cut out. I don't know. Made a whole scene because it's been cut. Don't out. know. There, there, there were obviously some cuts made. They just didn't make any sense to him. And, and, uh, and please, anyone out there listening to this, if you if you can point Scott and I in the right direction, please do. But I really don't. And the cliffhangers by the end of a lot of by the final two Doctor Who seasons, they weren't. How to put it? They weren't. Good. They ended up being quite like. Well, this is what makes. Yeah, this really is what good. makes me think maybe this was more or less filmed as a, as a special as and a and huge then, special and cut into doctors. and cut into three parts. It's yeah. Horrible cliffhangers. I mean, what's the point? Yeah. Like, it's what's that one cliffhanger? Well, I don't know if that was. It certainly seems that way to me. Anyway, I think. Yeah, I've think, think never same, been a you? fan of cliffhangers, especially. A lot of people say that in... Sorry, I'm going off topic. But in season <laughs> 22, a lot of cliffhangers... A lot of people think that they just were editing in. They weren't even meant to be there. Yeah. They just put random cliffhangers in because they needed to. Well, so, it's it's funny you say it because you said that earlier that Remnants of the Daleks is your... Yeah. Um, your favourite story. Um, the discontinuity guide written in 1995, um, they said that the... This story is almost the, the plot is almost identical to *Remnants of the Daleks*. You've got three different factions after the Hand of Omega, <sighs> haven't you? So it's it's almost the same, but I think that that certainly works better uh, than the other thing. And there's also some weird um, weird things. Well, you've got John Nathan Turner with his, his love of musical theatre um, cast Ugh, a, 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 apparently a famous. Um, star of, of Broadway, I think, Dolores Gray, who apparently was, was in a musical in, in the UK at the time. Who's, who was even Mrs. Remington? Who is Dolores she? Gray. 
But who's Mrs. Remington? Well, that's it. It, it was who a character. It was a character of absolutely no consequence, and John Nathan Turner just wanted her in there because he was a fan of hers. But she really? offered nothing to the to the I story. Don't, I, I don't and even me. now, Scott, I don't know who she is. Well, who is she? I don't know. Out of nowhere. I've got absolutely no Dolores idea who she is. Gray, Mrs. Remington. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All she all she did was give Lady Painful and Richard a lift. That was the sum oh, of part of her that character. Was who she is? Yeah. But again, added nothing to the plot at all. Just apart from the fact John Nathan Turner wanted a name in Doctor Who and he got her. It obviously means something to people who like musical theatre. I don't like musical theatre. I hate musicals, so I've got absolutely no idea who she and is. And the dramatics with... Um, and even now I sort of know who she is. Even look, reading out, I don't know anything about the dramatics about. with Fiona Walker, the... Uh, Person who played Lady Penfold when she falls over the drum. Oh gosh! I think. Oh, her, oh yeah, I know. I th- I think her her performance is um, very over exaggerated. Really, really bad in some places. Actually, Ugh. it's it's very overly exaggerated. Tore it down a bit, maybe. Maybe if it was a little bit more creepy, there might be a better element to the story. Her character just seems a little bit comedic. Um, to me, I, I don't say comedic, but it's just um. It's not very serious. It's almost if if she was, if she if she had a moustache, she'd be twirling it in villainy. That she, it's a very little sort of like. Yeah. I hate using the word pantomime when it comes to Doctor Who. Yeah. Everyone, everyone accuses Doctor Who of being pantomime, but um, that was, I'm afraid, a bit of a pantomime performance. Um, I don't want to get into this today, but apparently John Nathan Turner was obsessed with making um, Doctor Who actors, especially like. Ah. Uh, a few actors do pantomime and then treated them really nasty because they were on Doctor Who too. I no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Did, no, I don't. But... No, he didn't treat them nasty. It was. It was. I think it was Nicola Bryant and, and Colin Baker. But yeah, yeah, he did make them do. He worked them very hard. Mm. But that's what he wanted. That's no, what he liked. Really. He liked. He liked the theatre. He liked pantomime and musicals. And but I, th- I think that... under a contract with them. Yeah, basically. Oh. Yeah. So I think that's really what he wanted to do more than anything else. So I've hence Dolores great. And then you've got. Um, in Delta and the Bannerman, you've got Stubby Kay, who's another American. Who? Stubby Kay. He's another American actor. Is he fat? Yeah, he's the Stubby. little. Yeah, he's called cool. yeah little short short t- Stubby guy. Yeah, Stubby oh. Kay. That's what's his nickname, Stubby Kay. Sorry, yeah. I was a bit rude by saying is he fat. Yeah, but well, that, no, that's that's where his nickname come from. You know, stu- you know, is he but, the guy um, that ate raw meat and he was like no, the main villain? No, it was the two American CIA agents. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't were. remember yeah. Dutton the Bannerman very well. Yeah, we'll do that one day. But again, it, I, I did know who Stubby K was, um, so but sort of. But Dolores Gray, absolutely no idea, and I still don't know. Now, even after reading up about, and her, I still don't know. Who's Chris Chering? Hmm? Who's he? Who's Chris Chering? Chering, I don't know. He's one of the skinheads, mate. What's the skinheads? So thing? Scott's looking at the. Um, the wiki page for this, and uh, I, w- I wouldn't worry about the skinheads, mate. They didn't do anything. I don't know who they are. Yeah. Anyway, oh, hiccups. hiccups. Um, so now there's one actor in this you probably you don't know, Anton Differing, who was the um, the leader of the the Nazis, De Flores. I do recognise his face from somewhere, but I can't tell who it actually is. Well, he's been in loads and loads of films. You've watched Where Eagles Dare with me, haven't you? He was in that. He was a, a German. I have a very bad he's memory. He's one of the Nazi colonels. I've got in that. I'm a very bad memory, just like I Nazis. Know. But he, yeah, he was. He's a German actor, and he was in so many um, war films. films. He was in a, uh, he was in a, um, a Hammer 
horror film as well. I don't so, think he worked in his character because well, I he, think just, he he just played a stereotypical Nazi um, living in South America after the war, trying to resurrect the Third Reich using this silver bow and arrow, which I'll I'll talk about in a minute as well. Um, <sighs> yeah, so and apparently he didn't really know what he was doing yeah. in this really and he died shortly after making this actually so um which is a shame that i would like to have that as my this is my last thing on my cv oh, really no, 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 i just figured something out it says sorry on the wiki it says the working titles for this story included the harbinger and nemesis. Harbinger, harbinger and nemesis. nemesis yeah i think that suited the name better probably did actually and then silver nemesis the, the um, silver the way it should have been the silver harbinger and harbinger the harbinger and silver nemesis and the Silver Nemesis, oh, or right. Harbinger. Well, no, and the har- no, it's two different, completely different titles. So it's not, the, it's not the Harbinger and Nemesis. It's just that it's... I'm not a huge fan of Silver Nemesis. Bit, bit, bit pants. Okay, okay. Well, no, I think you, I think you've misread the thing there. But never mind. Um, now, the Cybermen. They get a bit of a make. They get. Well, they get they get a makeover in this, don't they? They get all chromed up. Um, they get they get different mouthpieces and they get cricket gloves. This time as well. Um, I, I told looked, you the Cyberman got a bit worse. Yeah, all and, the time. Yeah, so bows and arrows and coins being fired out of a catapult are enough to take down a Cyberman. Good job, This eh? is, I mean, it's action packed, and what Sophie just really—I mean, she's—I think she's really good in the action packed things. Smartest companion ever. Does yeah. throws gold coins at a Cyberman. No other companion would have think thought of that. Yeah, they, I know, but they would just start screaming. Yeah, but the thing is, though, the bullet, bullets don't make a dent on them, but something fired out of a catapult, just because it's gold, kills them. Um, and it, the whole thing about the gold... Oh, so I'm sorry, the worst Doctor Who fan here, I do apologise. Um, <laughs> but the whole thing about the gold is meant to get into their chest unit, it clogs up the chest because unit. Because silver and gold suff- clashes. Well, no, no, it suffocates them. But it that's never been a thing... It doesn't kill them by shooting them with it, it just suffocates them. So over, over a period of so time... it would die. Well, no, Eventually. slowly, yeah. yeah. Um, a bit rubbish. But not being shot by a bow and arrow, so... Um, or arrow, what? You would be shot, you would be murdered by bow and arrows, but you can't be murdered by gold, well, no, it's not, gold it's coins. Not, it's not the same thing. It's so strange. It's, it's not the same thing. Bit... It used to be gold dust would. So that, you know, in, in um, Earthshock. Earthshock, the Doctor rubs Adric's... Golden Star. Golden Star over the chest piece because he's Sorry. breaking it out, so it goes into the... It's breathing apparatus. Mm. That's why it kills the Cyberman. Because it's gold. Because it's gold, exactly. So, sorry, folks, I'm, I'm so like a riot Doctor Who. Ah, it's not canon, is it? So it's just but, because I'm stupid, I don't know any of this because I've never watched the full version of Earthshock because you can tell that I just watch Doctor Who episodes for the sake of... You watch clips more than anything else, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I, I'm that one Doctor Who fan. You are, I can't be bothered to watch a whole episode. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, the Simon in this... I think they're they're pretty appalling, really. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of good bits in it. I mean, yeah, so the action's done really well. Um, yeah. I think the the shots of the cyber ship yeah. are quite well done. Well, there's a massive explosion in it yeah. as well, which is really oh, cool. I love the explosions. No, I'm getting onto this, but in the Grey Show in the Galaxy, which I've never watched, but I have seen a clip of it, the Doctor's walking away yeah. from the um, like the, the big explosion, Circus like tent. in yeah. a bit like in Silver Nemesis, like this explosion. I'm I'm going off topic, but apparently, um, Sylvester McCoy was calm, but when the camera stopped rolling, he was like screaming his head off because his coat was on fire. Oh right, okay. So it wasn't, he wasn't it, as it calm wasn't, as it was meant to be. Then it wasn't meant to be that big an explosion and either. The studio was also shut that day. That's why they were outside. They were filming out in the car park. Exactly, exactly. Yes. 
Um, there's some noise going on outside. I don't know if it's going to picked up on the microphone. Our next door neighbour's now decided to start doing some work on his car at 7 o'clock on a Saturday night. So, oh, um, fair dues, fair dues. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I, I think the Simon are absolutely rubbish in this. I don't like the makeover they I've give them. I've always liked the so, A2 Simon. Something about them that you can do a lot. I like them. You could do a lot with them, especially with their guns. There's a lot you can do with them. You can destroy them with the guns. And that's the fact that you can use the own weapons against them. Which oh, they like. changed the guns in these as well, which were... I like again, weren't as good as the ones from the previous Cyberman stories. Uh, that Cyber... <coughs> sorry. That Cyberman, I have like an 80s Cyberman figure. And that's the one from Silver Nemesis. And the gun has slightly changed, but not that much. No, your one's Nemesis. from Earthshock, not Silver Nemesis. It's from Silver Nemesis, apparently. I looked it up. No, it's not. Apparently it was from Silver Nemesis. No, the gun, the gun's with, you've got the Earthshock and Attack of the Cyberman. Cyberman. doesn't make any sense. Oh, no. Look. No, you, no you, you definitely haven't got the Earthshock one. That's complete. Uh, sorry, the um, Silver Nemesis one. But, They're uh, all really different. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I, I'm not, I'm, sorry, I'm not, I'm just not a, a fan of their makeover. they creepier, you know? Like the three fingers in the moon base thing with the, uh, like, they literally cut out the music that they had in yeah, like, I'm, I'm, like I must point base. out to Scott's been watching a lot of Cyberman stories like particularly Patrick Trout and Cyberman stories and best doctor ever <laughs> Patrick, Lester McCoy Lester McCoy will always come exactly, first exactly but um, yeah I, I just think as, a, as an anniversary special yeah it's not that great actually yeah well it's not a special is it it's just sort of coincides roughly with the anniversary date yeah yeah but so, horribly yeah. Quite um, horribly. I know. Uh, oh, but Sylvester McCoy did a great job in this for what he got mm-hmm. for what he got given. He does quite well in all He of does the well stories. with it. Um he, he acts and, he, and uh, he's always tumbling over, that's quite funny. Well there's another couple of guest stars in this as well, aren't there? You've got um the back of Nic- um, Nicholas Courtney's head. Yes. Yeah, in um in that crowd scene <laughs> at, Win- at, at, at the fake Windsor Castle. He didn't get any credit for it though, but I uh, No he didn't. Nicholas no. Courtney, Beck headed actor. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Courtney Pine. The famous jazz um, clarinet player. I don't know who that is, but oh well. I do know who that is. I'm not entirely sure why he was there. Um, And jazz seems to play a part in the in the story. In this, they use that. They use that. They use that to block the the... opening to the story. Though that was quite good. Yeah. Things though, Scott. Do you know what what a cassette is? Uh. Well, I do have. (laughs) I don't. I have a cassette. I have two cassettes. Oh, yeah, t- do you? Yes, I do actually have. Yeah. But I put it in radio, not a cassette player. Okay. I do know what a cassette player is. I'm done with the 80s kids. Oh, you are done I'm with done the 80s, 80s kids. kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, um, yeah, so using jazz to block the cyber signal, <laughs> which was... I kind was of love it. <laughs> quite, that, that was quite original, actually. I didn't mind that. So there's, no, there's some not too bad bits in this. Yeah, what but... I love about the story is that it's different, to, like, it's, especially the story in particular... Compared to all Doctor Who stories, this is the least sci-fi-ish thing that they've ever made. But at the same time, I love how not sci-fi-ish that they've made. How it. do you mean not sci-fi? But it's not you? very sci-fi. This story is it. It's not very. Well, I think it is. I think it's sci-fi, but it's 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 just let down by budget. Budget and the and I'm sorry to say the script uh, as well. Actually, I'm not. I'm not some actor choices. Oh no, I'm not a fan of it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I must mention the cheapness of the the special bow, which looked like it was bought out of Woolworths <sighs> and and sprayed silver, like a a child's plastic toy bow that was painted silver. It, it looks cheap. That should be and our nasty. next project for building. Get a bow <laughs> spray painted silver. There we go. I think I think I could do better than that, mate. 
Oh, well, it's true. I, I, think I, I think I could do a bit better than that. But yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I just think it's, as, as a 25th anniversary story or broadcast around oh, the brilliant. two... Brilliant. I think it's, it's a... It's they kind a, of made a story of multi... kind of... Well... Aliens. I, I'm thinking to say multi-doctor. I don't no. think they, I don't think they could I don't do... I don't want to have a multi-doctor again. No, no. They, they couldn't have done that. Um, well, they, 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 they could have done. Colin Baker back in. Not Tom Baker. Tom Baker wouldn't want to return for that. Colin Baker certainly wouldn't have done at that point. Colin Baker would just be angry with the show, I think. Exactly. He would be um, angry with the Michael Gray. So you might have got, I don't know, maybe Patrick Troughton back. I don't know, he might have died by then. I'm not sure. He was dead. He died in 1987. There you are then. So there you go. Oh, you could have got John Pertwee back. Could have done. Davison. You could have, oh no, Richard Handel died two years after. Yeah, done exactly. So. They could have got a new actor for doing that, actually. And they also could have gotten someone to be the second Doctor. And then no, would you, be could, done. you couldn't. Re, I don't think you could really recast. Not not so soon after he died, mate. You couldn't have done that. Yeah. That would have been disrespectful. Bit yeah, very very Shame not very nice at all. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, so I know what we're gonna. Well, we'll, we'll announce then the next one we're gonna do. Um, I know that, but okay. shortly. But um, but I'll tell you in a minute. Um, oh, we, know. we know what's coming the next anniversary special is, don't we? Dimensions in rubbish. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so I, I think all in all, this is a bit of a disappointment. Ugh, well, so, what are you going to score this one, Scott? Uh, 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. I do enjoy it, but as you said, there's some bad elements to it. Okay. I, I find this story a bit of a slog to sit through, if I'm honest. Even though it's only three parts, I find it a well, real... Well, probably because I'm a kid, I can just go through and watch exactly. it. Exactly. So, for me, it's a 6 out of 10. <sighs> Very low rating. That's the lowest rating I've ever done. It is a very low rating. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> not a fan of this one whatsoever. I just think it's, the, 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 there's no peril in this one at all. I could have said it on the Cybermen. The, side, the Cybermen aren't threatening. The Nazis aren't threatening. Lady Painful isn't threatening. Most it's just a lot of. Anything is probably the jazz music. <laughs> there we are, everyone. Death by jazz. That should have been the. That should have yeah, been the thing. Exactly. Death so, by jazz. There we are. So. So that's us covered off the Silver Nemesis very quickly. So when Scott and I do our next anniversary discussion, yes, it is going to be, unfortunately, dimensions in time. I'm not sure we're going to fill <laughs> half an hour with talking about that one. It's only last about 20 minutes, this one, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, if that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Is our Fine. podcast coming after this that you're doing? What? You haven't told it yet, but I know what no. it is because I watched it with you. Yes, I know. I know. I was going to come on to that. Aww. Scott can't wait to get Aww. to tell everybody what we're doing. So before Scott and I come back, Paul will definitely be back. Paul will be back. Yes. Yes, and <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Mind Robber. I watched that story. It's good. It's yeah. Good. So. Um, Ooh, are you already... No. No. Another discussion. Why are they all five parts in series? I don't know, mate. Make it a six-parter. Do something with it, please. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so um, so oh. Scott's got to be back with the next uh, anniversary special, and Paul will be back with me. Oh gosh! And our neighbours making a lot of <laughs> clattering outside, so I do apologise, folks, if you heard that on the uh, on the podcast. Oh, well, you've lost us through my sniffing, so if you've lost us through exactly. that, congratulations. Exactly. So anyway, folks. So until next time, then it's goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Scott. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. 
You can download this podcast from iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and through your podcatcher of choice. If you would care to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. You can also find us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, on the Who's He Podcast Facebook group, and through our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk. Thank you.